Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hollywood, California. And the world-famous Meltdown Comics. And the even more famous Meltdown Theater. Where the vodka and ice are brought with great elan. Harmontown is in session one more time. Welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Watch season four. I guess I already knew this, but uh, uh, apparently I'm quite a genius. <laughs> Not a fan? I, <laughs> I was, you know, I, 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 it was, uh, it was, it didn't, it didn't ha I mean, it was like, I think, I think I feel pretty comfortable expressing any kind of like, eh, not my cup of tea about it because it's, it, and this has been expressed a thousand times over, it's, it's not, it's obviously not somebody doing what they do and trying really hard to make people happy. It's some, it, it is very much like an impression. Uh, uh, and, and an unflattering one. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just 13 episodes. Of, oh, I'm Dan Harmon. <laughs> uh, die hard. <laughs> and, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm going back to work tomorrow morning and I just feel like, do I talk like that? <laughs> am I, what am I? And it's, it's weird to think about the fork in the road uh, before one in this situation, a situation which is very, very unique. Uh, um, it, it, because if you, th it's like the weird thing that keeps eating at me is um, there's, there's a system in place that's winning because like I would have been, I would have had too much leverage, too much power, too much salary, as would have a lot of writers coming into season four. So they just <laughs> flushed us, replaced us with two guys, didn't know what they were getting into, went to Comic-Con, saw what was going on. People dressed as spacemen and bananas and shit, and <laughs> going, holy shit, I cut myself every night uh, uh, and, and watch Community, and they went, fuck. And then I think, you know, they tried their best to, and I think that is what I think that was the best idea or not the best idea as it turns out but the most admirable kind of impulse was like let's not let these people down if there's anything else we do let's not let these people down and uh and and so now you go back and I go okay well watching that season it's like I have such an impulse to just do like the show that they probably got hired to do like like they they could have just done like a sitcom set at a community college and people would have over time, people would have gone like, well, what about paintball? What the fuck? What about the chicken fingers? <laughs> and then, and, but then five episodes later, like regular people would have been like, oh, this is a pleasant little show set at a community college. And I, and I would have, they would have beaten me. They would have like, the system would have won. I would have, I would have, would have just crawled under a bridge and, and pooped in a bucket. And, like, <laughs> just died. 
Because, and it, which is my worst nightmare. That's why I came to L.A. is because that's how I felt in high school. That's how I felt in, in the, you know, in, 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 my, in my parents' house. I just felt, you know, I just I, I tried. Well, my whole life is just me trying to get people to stop going, ugh, gross. <laughs> I just trying to trick them into liking me. It's just like, 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 like well, look, Joel McHale's saying something funny, and the, the surprise is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and I, 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 I the, but the the weird thing is like so, so, so it's like yeah you go you go back it's like it's not like, like writers writers fighting other writers is the fucking American dream in the eyes of Sony that is that is what they want they want creative people rewriting each other they want creative people replacing each other they want us interchangeable they want us they want to think about writing the way they think about the guy on assembly line 24 that puts the final screw in the fucking playstation like they want to think about us all that way and i shouldn't even say they because it's an it it's a fucking machine there's not a single person that works at that corporation that isn't also thought of like that by the fucking Skynet. Like, like, like all of them. Even the people that you go, oh, that douchebag, that fucking idiot, that vice president of fucking what's it, the head up his ass, dick, dick shit, fucking fuckface uh, international. Like, 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 like so he, I, I can't wait for him to get fired. They're just going to replace him with someone else. Some other fucking prep school frat ass fucking dipshit. <laughs> the system just wants us all just fucking not being human. They just like, they, 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 but uh, they accidentally, you know, in the quest for to, to recoup their investment, they made a TV show uh, that uh, with a bunch of actors that make people really happy. And we got 13 more episodes. And uh, it's it's like, you know, I like the idea that we've laced the opiate with just a little bit of activation, a little bit of humanity. And like, like, like when you watch that show, you maybe you'll go out and make a show of your own or something like that. It was just do you 13. feel pretty confident in your ability to go in there and uh, like, you know, slam dunk this next season? Uh, no, no, I don't feel com- confident in my ability to slam dunk anything because uh, I, 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 I'll measure the, you know, slam dunking by my own standards. So the basket's always going to be one inch higher than, than I can jump because I, 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 have, a, I have a weird complex about that. I want to do the best I can. But uh, I, I mean, I, I, I think that. Well, how, how does it work? Because coming out of that season, that clearly is different than it was when you were there. Like tonally, like are, 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 your fans are going to be like, recognize that you're back. They're going to they're going to hear that that tone again, hopefully, right? And then and that will be yeah. They're going to feel my, fresh my, air. my love and kisses, yeah. <laughs> but it won't be in the form of a fucking uh, Matrix uh, spoof. Like I, I won't. Like, I'm back. Look, uh, the wire. Like I won't. That's. That's not what I ever. You should. Was. You should do the wire. You should do a wire spoof right out, right out of the bat. I mean, I, I, I just, boy, man, watching those characters without me there is just not fucking cool, man. It was like, just, just like, just flipping through Instagram, just watching your girlfriend just blow a million. <laughs> the worst it is like 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 all the comments underneath it people going like well season three kind of sucked how do you know this wouldn't happen anyway 
fuck you. That's like, 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 like if on Facebook, like if your girlfriend was with a new guy and, and, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, like, Joanna and Dean are in a relationship and there's a heart icon. And then like one of your friends is like, thumbs up, D- 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 Troy likes this. Like, hey, come on. Don't even trip, dog. All right. I left a voicemail. On, uh, you guys know, you live in L.A., so you probably know this legend. Of Bill Murray doesn't have like representation. He just has this 1-800 number and a voicemail line. So I left a voicemail for him. Uh, while I was watching season four, I, call, I called him and left a, left a voicemail. What did you say? I just said, call me back. Like, 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 wait, 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 wait. You, you, had, you had to preamble it with who you I said, were. I said, my name is Dan Harmon. I created an NBC, NBC show called Community. I, 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 uh, uh, I, I, I would like to talk to you as soon as possible uh, about the possibility of, uh, of, of you. Uh, did you stutter that much? During yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to like. I didn't want to like f- try too hard or not or try to not try too hard, too hard. Like I, so I just. It probably just sounded like a robot. I was just. I was just like uh, today on a plane with Joel. Uh, Joel Murray, his brother, uh, the youngest Murray, and uh, he was saying that Bill has recently done a TV guest on something, and before that it was Silver Spoon. Or different strokes, like, like like that's how long it was. In Silver Spoon was the movie that Silver Spoons was based on. Family ties. <laughs> was it Family Ties? He was the alcoholic brother who uh, ruined a corporation. Is that right? Yeah. Adam Goldberg. Adam everybody. Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, we can't verify if he's right or wrong yet. Adam Goldberg for yeah. the for yeah for the sociopathic win. I don't know. <laughs> well, he for doesn't. Kill. He's a, he's he's Machiavellian. He doesn't care. He, got, he contributed, and I sneak out into the night, and then we'll all be like, what? There, there's no show called Family Ties. <laughs> but he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be up to his neck and puss. That's all he cares about. <laughs> to his neck and puss. Uh, so I left, a, yeah, I left a voicemail for Bill Murray. Is there anything? I don't, I don't so, know. So, but do you know what happens next? Like what's pursuant well, to Bill that? Murray calls me back, and uh, we hang out. and. <laughs> <laughs> but does he have somebody call you back? Do you, do you know how that works? Is no, it, I don't think. I don't. I think he's. I mean, I. You know, that's. He's like this weird, mysterious man that like. Is, I, I. I don't know. I mean, ask the guys that made Zombieland. I think they just called his number number and left a message. I assume. I don't know. Like, I think he just calls you back and goes like, "Hey, it's Bill Murray." I don't, I don't know. I know it's not going to happen to me, but it's like it. it, it I think it was a healthy exercise because I was watching the Jeff Meets His Father episode. Of course, I always wanted Jeff's father to be Bill Murray. I, I, I kept putting off the meeting between Jeff and his father because I kept hoping that somehow fate would, would allow for that to be the case. I named him Jeff Winger. His last name is Winger after uh, Bill Murray's character in Stripes. Uh, uh, I, I just always thought that Jeff Winger's dad would be Bill Murray. But But there's something awesome about you know, having all any all of those preconceived notions kind of ripped away from you. It's a, it's kind of ex- it's it's exciting. How much would that fuck? There's chap- something awesome about being held down and watching your family get raped on a beach. It's liberating. It it makes you focus on what's important. Happy Father's Day, by the way, everybody. Did you call your dad today? 
Uh, I did, uh, yeah, I called my dad. Aaron was calling her dad, so I had nothing to do. So I, <laughs> I called my dad. My dad, my dad the, the, one of the coolest things about him uh, is, uh, the second coolest thing about him is that he knows how to do a quick surgical Father's Day call. Like, he's, 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 he's wanting to get off the phone as soon as I am. No, no, no sooner, no later. Um, Aaron's dad will just hang up on her. <laughs> like, 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 which is weird. It's a weird fantasy we all have. Like, I wish my dad wanted to talk less. Uh, her, her, but her dad is like, like he's, her, her dad. Because she, she goes on and on or because no, he just, well, well, I'm sure she does. But Aaron's dad, by her report, has this weird phone behavior that is, is similar to people in TV and movies. The way they never say goodbye or hello. They just like, they go, okay, well, see you then. And they just, he just, he just he just hangs up on her all the time. You can ask her about it later. All right. My dad, I guess, because it is Father's Day, I do want to, because I, I, I talk so much sometimes when I'm talking to a microphone because, I, like, a hamster that knows which lever gives him a treat. Like, I, I know that I was, I was, I was, uh, my parents were 70s hands-on parents, and I know that, that, that that's, it's such a, it's such a fucking button you can push to make people go, oh, that's so cool. Uh, your dad hit you once. Um, uh, uh, and I think all of our parents were, 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 were dicks, and the thing about being a parent is that it's a thankless fucking job. Uh, if you're doing it right, it's thankless. I think everybody in L.A. and everybody in our generation probably is starting to realize that there's an epidemic among generations Generation X of parents who try to be their kids' best friend, to try to be perfect, and we're all seeing how those kids are turning out. Uh, uh, you know, like like uh, parenting, you 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 when you atone with the father, as Joseph Campbell would say, you become an impersonal cosmic force. You make it sun sunny, you make it rain. Like the kid is never really going to do anything but complain when it's raining and do nothing when it's when the sun is shining. And your best reward is that they grow up into a human being and they go out in the world and. The, they're not, you know, we're human beings. How often do you, in the midst of your awesomeness, do you stop and go, good thing my parents were born. Like, you, 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 you're all about yourself, and you're, like, you're on your own little adventure, and your parents at best are like, you know, you remember fond things about the, you know, warm little cuddly memories, or them, like, you know, just hitting you with a belt. But uh, <laughs> my dad, I will say, because I've, I've like, I never, it's not, it's, it takes, it takes, too much longer and 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 is too it's not it's not as easy to say like holy shit my dad was awesome like 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 in very very specific ways your father if you're lucky enough to have one like is the first guy you meet uh he is your male role model that means that the way that he treats women is it's not necessarily how you're going to treat women but it is the first instance of a man treating a woman some way that you witness and i think i i owe all of my fights with aaron to a kind of like the fact that i i found a woman that that has a kind of semi-compatible understanding of how a man and a woman fight uh constantly and we 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 enact these dramas and, and 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 all this stuff but that's if you go to enough therapy you can wipe that out you can recondition yourself as i've always said hitler's dad didn't kill 12 million jews and if hitler had a son he wouldn't kill 3 million we're not it doesn't work that way it's it's just, you know anyone can be different from 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 how they were how they were raised or who they were raised by but uh, the stuff that works like because there's no reason for you to overcome it that's the stuff that really counts and my i think my dad's like the coolest thing about him 
was he's just he was just a self-made man. He and he just he and he never he wasn't like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like uh, fuck you society. Like he was so lowborn, my dad, that he never even got the cockiness to do it out of spite. He only just like knew that no one would ever help you unless you helped yourself. And and every time I, you know, every 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 piece of wisdom I ever got from him while I watched him earn the money that we used to buy our food and uh it, it was always all the messaging that went into my brain about what a man's role is in this world uh and in his, within his family was was very very strong positive messaging because my dad was a bootstrapper and 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 just like died in the wool fuck rich people fuck kissing ass my dad said i I interviewed him for a sixth grade project it was like interview your dad and and uh or and 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 uh, ask him 10 questions or something and i asked i was a little sixth grade journalist and i interviewed him in the basement where he would hide and make stained glass and try to forget about how much his dad hit him uh and i i i I, you know he, he would always wear this uh those V-neck Hanes T-shirts with a sharpie pen, like clipped to the collar, because he would he would he would you know he, he would you know, just take the sharpie pen and like mark it all over the place. I know that I'm also famous for sticking the, the sharpie pen up my ass. It's really not related, I don't think, but it, it's, it's, it smells like origin story. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, certainly in the hands of a Christopher Nolan, like like this is starting to starting to come together, yeah. But my dad, I remember my dad sitting behind this desk in this dark basement while I sat there and tried to fulfill the obligations of this uh, elementary school interview project. And I said, what's your advice to young people? And my dad said, don't kiss anyone's ass. Don't do it. If, if you, they, they will, you, for the rest of your life, everyone will always tell you, pick your battles, kiss a little bit of ass, and then you get to stop kissing ass later. It's a lie. They all just want their ass kissed. They think that if they tell you that, they're going to get to kiss less ass too. It's all garbage. It's all bullshit. You have to just do everything yourself. It's uh, pretty spicy stuff for a sixth grade project. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't, you know, in that regard, he didn't... He wasn't kissing your sixth grade teacher's he ass. He wasn't kissing my ass. He wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't talking down to me. He wasn't, like, sugarcoating yeah. it. He's, like, he's talking to another little guy. I think in a lot of ways my dad was, you know... Like I can clearly see sometimes when I think about when I t- talk to his biological mom about his childhood, I, I, you know, you think about your dad as a child, like that's the atonement with the father when you realize that your dad was once a, uh, an animal out there trying to figure things out. I remember talking to his mom about she told me this story about how my dad in the trailer park they grew up in, uh, he 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 loved money. Because they didn't have any. Like, he would love it. <laughs> like, he didn't love it like Scrooge McDuck loves it. He loved it like a fucking, like the, like the, the monkeys in 2001 love a, love a monolith. Uh, he loved, he, he, you know, he'd have like six single dollars and he'd keep them in a coffee can and he would iron them and wash them <laughs> and stack them up and count them. And, and, and he kept them in a coffee can and then, and then had a special spot where he buried buried them because he didn't he wouldn't keep them in the in the trailer where he lived because that was less safe than burying it like an animal because of the guys his mom would bring home 
and uh, and he so he had buried treasure. And then at some point, I think someone got wise and probably saw him. You know, I think I told my dad the story, and my dad was like, "No, that was that fucking guy." Like, 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 like my dad knew who dug up his coffee can. Wow. Uh, but and my dad was all, but I mean, my, my his mom was telling me this story when I was in my twenties, and I was like, "Holy shit!" My dad was like a little, a little guy that like with a coffee can of dollars that got taken from him. Like he he was bullied. He was up against. All odds. My dad survived the polio epidemic. He walks with his one of his legs is uh, is uh, withered because uh, he, you know, so, so many of his uh, peers they got wiped out in this epidemic in the fifties. Uh, but he survived it. But it cost him a bunch of muscle tissue in one of his legs. This is kind of burly guy with these Popeye forearms and uh, this big red mustache, and he walks with this limp. And the limp somehow always made him more foreboding than if he walked like a regular guy. Anyways, what, what was your phone call like today? It was dumb, boring. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, no, no. No, it's just, it's terse, you know? I don't, I've not, my dad and I, like, I, I, like, I remember, I remember being in my 20s and being back in Milwaukee for some reason and my... I took a tour with my dad of this facility. Here's the thing about my dad. My dad was the video duplication king of the Midwest. Uh, he, he started out mopping floors at a, at a film lab in Milwaukee. And uh, it, was, it was sort of like the Boogie Nights thing. Like, like, like there was this new thing called VHS that started happening. And my dad told his boss, like, I think that VHS is going to probably make a lot of this stuff obsolete all of this like, film duplication that we're doing, these slides that we're making for people who have cooking uh, instruction videos or whatever. Like, uh, so, and, the, and his boss was like, eh, come on, you know, whatever. Like, celluloid, who, who, who will ever defeat that for uh, the transmission of information? And my, 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 my dad started his own company, which meant that he took two VCRs and hooked them together in my bedroom and, uh, and, and duplicated a tape 10 times for one client that needed like a how to make bread video duplicated or something. So he gotten enough money to buy two more VCRs and then he rented a small office space and had two racks of VCRs and was siphoning clients off of this company that he used to work for because they're all going, oh shit, VHS, this is where we're going. And uh, my, so my, my, my dad started that, rode that wave, started his own business, like ended up having like 50 employees in a big building and uh, uh, making his own, you know, VHS tapes and like a part of the building, like, like, like really just like did it, you know, like, like, like took that business to its peak, sold it to his biggest competitor who was like the video king of America. Uh, and then, and then just as DVDs came along. So there was a guy that worked for my dad. Uh, who started his own business after my dad sold his, he had a DVD duplication facility. <laughs> and I, I was back in Milwaukee, and I walked around with my dad and this guy who was basically my age, uh, but he was this guy that had worked for my dad for years, and the guy was showing him the, the DVD duplication facility that he had created, this little... This little, little, little uh, ragamuffin kind of like six employee kind of operation and my dad was looking around and he got the whole tour and he went huh eh, 
It's a pretty good operation you got going here. And the guy said, yeah, I learned from the best. And I fucking, my eyes involuntarily started squirting water. And my heart, like... It's called crying, Dan. Uh, <laughs> look, water is leaking from their eyes. It's called tears. It is a symbol of their weakness. <laughs> Ming the Merciless. Uh, the, the, uh, so I, because I realized, oh shit, oh god, this guy that came home at 10 p.m. every night, he was fathering people that it was, it was easier to father. You know, it was basing it on, like, what do you do? Um, and, 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 and do you do it well? Oh, you, you didn't cry because of, uh, you, you were proud of your father. You cried because you, you were, like, he had other surrogate children. I like, cried uh, because I suddenly, I just did this flood of, a, of realization. It was like, like, when you're a kid and your dad goes to work and then your dad, you, your dad works that hard, you, you think of work as being a Beetlejuice void outside the door where there's sandworms and time doesn't exist out there. And in that moment, I suddenly, it was like a sitcom epiphany where I was like, oh, no, work was family. Work was young men who looked up to him and who were, he was able to connect with because they weren't his sons. Uh, and, and he was, and they, and they looked at him as an important man, and, and 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 tried to impress him, and regarded his favor as worthwhile. Whereas he had a much more complicated, messy relationship with the g- guy that was generated from one of his loads. You know, I was, I was like, like, where, how are we ever gonna, you know, have that that traditional father son relationship when, you know, he like, like work was what meant everything to him, and then. Cut to him coming to L.A. for the first time, and it was back when Channel 101 had just gotten a pilot on VH1, and we were all hanging out in a bar, all these Channel 101 kids, and like, I, I, like my dad, like I walked him out to his car after he spent that time. You met him that night at yeah. the bar. And it was like we, we were just celebrating the fact that, oh, God, we got, we're going to do a sketch show that's based on Channel 101. We've been doing this thing for no money forever, and now we're going to do a couple episodes of this thing on this basic cable show and station. And, uh, and then we went out to the car, and my, and my dad was like, I can't remember what he said. He's like, oh, it's, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. We got a lot of people in there. Very, look up to you a lot. And, and, I, and I was like, yeah, I, well, I, I mean, that's, that's – I just – you know, wanted to be you like like that. That's what I. That's all I understand a man to be, and 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 like I just hugged him and like the when you asked the question, how was the phone call for Father's Day? It was like it's nothing. It's like, have you eaten any deviled eggs lately? Yes, I have. I, they're good. Uh, yeah, uh, they're so deviled. I, I I gotta go. Bye. Like, like it's not. It's not even like there's like a well of emotion pushing against a dam. It's just like it's never. It's that's not the that's not the channel through which my admiration for him, my connection with him, is ever going to exist. The, the, that unconditional, weird, like, uh, mammalian love, like, where it's just like, oh, my dad took me fishing, throw, show, showed me how to throw a ball. My dad was crippled. He didn't know how to throw a ball. He was a nerd like me. But, but we, you know, so it, 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 it's, but it's technical. The, the, there's, a, there's so much love there, so much, so much importance, so much admiration, but it's going through like channels on the circuit board that are not designed to carry that signal. 
uh, you're putting you're putting hugs through a fucking fiber optic wire, but there, it's the stuff is getting through there, and then sometimes it's, and then it's I don't know. How old is he now? Uh, Thirty. <laughs> he also invented time travel. I, I, bar- I buried the lead on this. I don't know. He's probably sixty. Uh, I'm a bad son. I don't know. I don't know what color his eyes are. I don't know. I, 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 my dad, like you know, he was like the super dad. He was forty or forty-one when he had me, and so I've always known him. With like, he just looked like you know George Clooney had salt and pepper hair, and he like he could throw. He taught me how to throw a fucking curveball when you weren't allowed to in Little League because it was bad for your arm, which is why my right arm has no range of movement. Like, I can scratch the back of my head with my left arm, and I, my, my right arm doesn't do anything because I, I could throw a wicked breaking ball as a child. Uh, <laughs> Wait, they, uh, they found out that throwing balls is bad for kids' it, arms? They, they said, like, that you're not allowed to throw curveballs because it's, it's a really unnatural movement on your shoulder and elbows and stuff. And so I had, like, crazy, like... You know, but I, I played tennis and stuff, but like also like he could fix anything, do anything. He was like Mon Pa Joe, like he moved west from Nebraska, and I was just in Nebraska two days ago, fifty miles away from the Davis farm where he was born, in between two towns, and uh, like they really moved during the Dust Bowl, and he farmed beans and hops and whatever grew, and he went to Oregon and came down to California, and then by the time he was a teenager, he had like uh, he had a car, and he went uh, and went, went to the, the Korean War, and then came back and. Uh, he was like this really groovy Californian guy, but he can build and do anything. He's a, like a fuck-off artist. He can draw or paint, uh, sculpt, like anything with his hands he can do, engineering of any sort. If, if, if a horse nearby was winning and he goes, oh, the horse is giving birth, I'll be right back. Like he's the guy that could do it. And he's the guy that if, 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 the, if, the, if the, the captain and the navigator and the co-pilot all had bad fish... And the plane's going down. The, 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 the fuselage of the plane would instinctively look at my dad and go, that's, that's our man. <laughs> and he's 80 years old, but he's like, I, we, he came and saw a show I did in Vegas with Drew Carey and the, the Hoosline gang. And he's, you know, white hair, like, you know, like kind of a turtleneck and a jacket. And he's kind of suave looking. And we're just having a conversation. And women that were younger than me, my age, older than me, his age, kept crossing the casino to come up to him and say, excuse me, I'm sorry, um, we have to tell you, you're the most debonair man we've ever seen in our life. <laughs> and he doesn't have a big mouth. I talk too much. My dad doesn't. He just sits there and looks like he could land the plane, and he's the fucking best. I've met him, like, for the podcast listeners, I think, like, like, like this is probably a oversimplified, but just so you have a visual, like, I, uh, Jeff's dad, kind of, kind of like Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. <laughs> kind of like a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like we were like we were kids. We were in uh, Maui on a vacation, and uh, someone yelled on the beach like, "There's a woman out there. She's drowning." And like, there's an old, there's an old, old lady that got swept up in the current. And she was she was just floating out there. There was a de- dead woman out there, and I just remember that moment of like people just look around like, What's, "What are we gonna do?" And then before you can even look back, my dad is out there and he pulls her in and he's giving her CPR. She was dead. It was like it was, it was, there was no, no helping it. But it was just like my, my memory of my dad is like he could fucking do anything. Like, like, like if, if, if this room caught fire, we'd all sit here and go, oh, Jesus Christ, we're going to die. But if, if my dad were in the room and you hadn't seen him yet, you would just instinctively turn around and go, there he is. <laughs> and my dad would look around and he would stick his tongue out slightly like, it just like his tongue would go out a little bit, and that meant I'll fix it. And I told my dad like years ago, like you know he's stoic, he's he's working class, he's a hard worker, and uh, 
he's not a really emotional. Like my mom is really emotional. I'm, I'm more her emotionally. I'm, I, I cry watching you talk about your dad right now. Like I, I'll, 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 I'm the first one to cry. My dad is very stoic, but not like in a tough-ass way. He's just, you know, he keeps it in. And I told him one time, I, was like, I wrote him a, a big card to say, like, how much I love him. And I'm going to start crying. Uh, I warn you already. And I wrote him, I'll try not to, but uh, I, I wrote him this big card. And I was like, no, fuck, this is stupid. I'll just call him. So I called him up and told him how much I loved him, how much I looked up to him. And he was like, What? <laughs> I was like, like, Dad, all I do is brag about you. I listen to my friend's but stories. You said I was a booger eating turd monster. I, that was, I was yeah, two. I, I was didn't two want to clean my old. room. <laughs> I didn't have the word power. <laughs> you were back then a yeah. booger eating turd yeah. monster. Yeah. Now you're a hero. But I, but I told him, I said, like, compared to my friend's dad's, like, you hear these stories, there's, there's these conflicts and these battles and like, the, the, the distance and stuff. <clears throat> I said, like, if I grow up to be like half. Or like a, a third of the man, a third of the father. If I had a third of your work ethic, I'd be the coolest person in the world. Like currently, like other than you. And, but, but, see, like, if like, I could smash a third of the puss. Oh yeah. <laughs> my dad got drunk one time. Were you there? We, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we 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 went out and had drinks one time. At, my dad lives like near Laguna, Laguna Beach, and Dan and I went there, and I had to take a stupid business call, and I came back in, and they were like best friends, and my dad had a couple beers and started telling a story. That was like the sexiest, like getting laid story of all time. I'd never heard it before. But the thing is, like, I'd never been out with the boys. It was just you know me and like, like it's usually family stuff. But he told this amazing story, and like you, you also know that that's not the beginning of it. Like he clearly is a. I told my dad like we're getting he's a puss less smasher. He's a he's a yeah, he's a professional puss smasher. Uh, like we're, the Davises are getting less cool. I'm the least cool Davis. My, my brother's better than me. We're on the Mayan calendar. It's yeah. It's yeah. we're in the we're in the seventh world. It's like. But I went to Nebraska and I'm, I'm meeting people and you walk down the street and these people that kind of walk tall and they're very sweet and they're very nice and they're very focused and they seem to enjoy their, their, their lives out there in a way that like if you go to a restaurant here in LA people don't like what they're doing they, 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 they gotta be something else they're not they're not a waitress they're not a fucking actor like, I'm, I, I don't do commercials I'm a, I'm a film actor like, like, like everyone's, everybody's bigger than what, they, what they're currently doing so nobody's ever fucking pleased with themselves and and that, that, that's a good thing, too. I mean, like, that's a, ambition can be good, it can be bad. But it was really cool, like, being 50 miles away from where my dad was born. My grandma told me a story, because my grandma was the coolest. She died, like, when she was 87, I think. And the smartest, funniest, and just tough as fucking nails. And never had a sniffle in her life until she was so old that she just, you know, like, I'm just going to slowly fall asleep and die with a smile on my face. And she was the coolest. And she said, uh, she made these beans. She made red beans. <laughs> And I would go to her house, and, and uh, I was broke. I was you know, like in high school and college, I had no money. And I would go there, and she'd always have this big-ass kettle of beans in the fridge. And it was the most delicious thing I'd ever had in my life since I was a baby. I loved it. And she would always make them for me. And one day, she's looking at me. She's like, you really like those beans? And I said, this is my favorite thing in the world. And she goes, that's so funny. It's like, I feel so bad about that. It's just like, it's like when, I was, when your father was a little boy, we were, you know, we were like in the Dust Bowl and we were traveling just itinerant farmers that's all we had all you had was food that you could dry and put a little water on and make something out of and so she's really good at making beans delicious and she's like we ate beans for breakfast lunch and dinner and your father loved them every meal and he would come in and he would sing a little song and he would, and he would go cook a beans cook a beans cook a beans and he would do a little jig in the kitchen and she would like cry because she's like like, you should be having meat. Like, you should be eating something. And she goes, and, and if, if there was ever a chicken, if it was in August, that was Thanksgiving. 
because there was not going to be a chicken. And so she's like, and she like, my, my grandma was too old and too cool and too way too stoic to start crying about that. She's like, yeah, I felt like a bad mom, like because you know I I I couldn't believe your dad liked beans that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you, you fucking make really good beans. N word, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to. I, I actually want to. I want to keep the touching Father's Day theme going with a with a special guest in a minute. But I, I also want to. I just kind of like uh, someone. Someone did a sarcastic wolf whistle. <laughs> Woo, Father's Day episode. <laughs> this thing's really heating up. No, gonna, they, they, they think Chevy Chase is coming up. And by the way, I think it's like a. I think it's like a post twenty five thing. Not to make a sweeping generalization, but I, th- I think probably this audience, being your demographic, people are coming out on a Sunday night to a comic book store to watch a fat guy that got fired and blah blah blah. Like 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 you, there's a, like 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 you 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 you're, you're cusping on that age when when you're you're gonna start getting melodramatic about your your parents and it doesn't. I mean honestly, like I, I nobody like like, like they, you're allowed to think they're assholes. Like it's not. But I had, nothing drove me more nuts than people that I would complain about my family. And people go, yeah, but they're all, that's your family. That's all you've got. And I'd be like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> like, like, like fu- fuck you, and fuck them. Like, 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 you're better than my family because I'm allowed to walk away from you, and I'm going to do that now because you just told me to love my family. Uh, like, but like, as 25 year olds, did uh, were there spankings? Yeah, they were. No. Yeah. 50-50? An eruption of, yeah, yeses and noes. I mean, as a... Because as a th- there was fucking corporal punishment when we were kids. I, I, I don't... Like, now, like, you see kids... I was on a... When I flew out to this gig, we are in first class, and there was a woman in front with a, with a two-year-old child who's going to have the ear-popping thing, and the child's going to be miserable. And we all know that. And so no one's going to be a bad... No, no one's going to go, oh, jeez, kid in first class. Because it's a small enough plane, it's going to be a crying kid no matter what. But the kid wasn't the problem. The mother was a piece of garbage. And she was up and down and haranguing the flight staff and apologizing to everybody about her kid. It's like, the kid's, fu- the kid's too. You're an asshole. You're a bad mom. And then we found out when they all got up at the end of it, the father and the older daughter were sitting right behind them and never said a word they just they just played it cool and let this poor woman run around i was like i wanted to punch me and everybody it was the worst if i I remember flying as a kid i didn't cry because i knew if i did i would be on the fucking wing like like, there was you did not you were not allowed to be an asshole kid back when spanking was like like legit all right so we have a we have a son that we've adopted here at Harbintown. I like to think so. His name is Spencer. He's our dungeon master. He's our he's our he's our he's our he's our boy. But you know he has a real father as well who is here tonight and I, I was hoping he could come up and we could have a little chat with him. Andy, can you are you willing to come up? This is Spencer's dad. Grab, yeah. The father of our dungeon master, Spencer Crittenden, Andy Crittenden, everybody. So you are, you are the creator of the creator of of worlds. Oh yes, I uh, I did create him with a load, as you so <laughs> World's grossest callback. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't it amazing how little men have to endure at the actual inception? You know, like that. Yeah. It's so funny because, like, what, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not so funny. That's certainly not new territory to, to to tread. But it's like, but but how much more seriously we take it? Uh, I, I I and I don't I don't think I don't think we shouldn't take it seriously. I I I find I think that. Like especially when I started getting into Joseph Campbell and stuff, like like the the theme that kept flying off of these pages to me was like, oh, we have lost the father son axis. We have we have lost this 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 power that, that, that because like if a if a father loves his son or fuck loves like if a father and son respect each other, that that like line of power like that you see in Star Wars and stuff, even when the dad is a piece of shit the the it, it's so much more powerful than any system uh, 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 and and i think that i don't i don't believe in conspiracies i don't think anybody's ever deliberately done anything because i don't think any human being is smart enough to do it i think systems are smarter at doing what systems do i think systems have are in the process of of completely like dissolving the father-son bond I think that, that like like that, that we regard much the same as that we like, like like oh those towers blew up like, who are those guys well they're a bunch of guys they could put funny things in their head they believe in God they oh, they think that God's gonna give them a snake when they die <laughs> they're fucking fair. everybody go to Citibank and go to Toys R Us and just every play, play cool like wait we're we <laughs> things that are mythical and powerful and special that don't have anything to do with a dollar changing hands like the this system that is driven by dollars changing hands is like like jumping on it and corroding it to and that and that's why every prom night every every son you know has a drunken fucking wrestling match with his dad on the kitchen floor because when he was 13 they didn't go out in the woods and, and get circumcised on a tree stump <laughs> your thoughts spencer's dad <laughs> Just, just a couple thoughts about his birth, if I might. Um, and he'll probably kill me for this later, but since you brought up circumcision, uh, the, uh, when, when he was born, he, he was a, a really large baby, and uh, he came out, and this was my second child, he came out with, like... A beard. No. <laughs> A giant red testicles. I mean, these things were like, like the size of your heart. They were the so size big. of my heart. Yeah, literally. Like, oh, how romantic! Which was a little bit worrisome, you know. Wait, um, you mean the size of an adult human heart? Yeah, no, they were they were like a softball. It, it, like a, like right. a I should point out, you know? so most people in the audience don't work in the testicle industry. <laughs> The human heart is a standard unit of measure for... Testicle, sorry. Your son has three heart testicles. Uh, you're saying that not each testicle was, was, was its own human heart. The entire unit of both yeah, testicles the whole sack was and everything. human heart. So it was fist-sized. Yeah. So, um, but the other interesting thing about his birth was uh, That's his pretty mom had a C-section. And so when you have another C-section, they don't want to cut as far. Um, because because of muscles and everything, so they don't cut as far as they did on the first C-section, and he was bigger than our first son, and so as a result, 
he was actually looking around in the world before he was technically born. His head was out of, out of Diane's body. We got this great kind of science fiction alien baby shot. <laughs> and, and he's kind of just, you know, you got the blood. He just and looks all, like Quato from Total Recall. And he's, he's just kind of looking around like, do I really want to come out? <laughs> and, and I think, as we know, you know, some 24 years later, the answer is he probably wished he had. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he seems like a guy who, yeah, who considers all of this a a a, 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 a barely tolerable interruption. Exactly, <laughs> as he does his father, by the way. Well, let's talk about that because I mean, I, you 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 seem like a delightful guy. Uh, um, uh, Spencer is clearly a delightful guy. Uh, but you're his father, and he's your son. So, like, 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 what? I mean, so, so, like, like, we're in the green room, and Spencer has that, like, he he has that Spencer face or Spencer lack of face on. <laughs> when, and you're 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 sitting there, and you're in your sneakers, and you're 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 you're, you're delighted to be here, and you're 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 funny. You're going like like I I'm trying. I, I want to ask Spencer like like is your dad is your is your bum that your dad's here? Is he does he is he embarrassing you? Because like d- kids get embarrassed by their parents by default. Doesn't matter how cool they are. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like like and I just what's my question? I I just. Uh, <laughs> Like, 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 what is, uh, what is it? Okay, here's my question. I would, because in my wildest dreams, I would have a, if I would, were to have a son, I would, I would be so relieved if the doctors could show me some kind of chronological sonogram. I'd go, you're going to have a Spencer. You know, you're going <laughs> he's going to be, he's, he's not, he's not going to be doing pull-ups for a living. Uh... <laughs> He's going to design dungeons. He's going to be very smart and fair and, and, and honest and have a high IQ. And, like, uh, uh, like, 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 I would be so much happier about that than if they said, well, Channing Tatum is going to come out and, you know, he'll be great. People are going to love him in this movie and uh, he'll be great at football. Uh, but so, so, and I, I, I kind of get the vibe that you, like, you, 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 but but he's your son. So do, you, do is there frustration there? Do you? Well, well the hardest thing about Sp- Spencer is is it's hard to raise a child who's twice as smart as you. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, when he was like six or seven, he told us what he wanted to do for his birthday party, <laughs> and then he proceeded to organize all the kids, and, and he did like a. <laughs> He got this little Casio keyboard, and they wanted to play a version of musical chairs. And so I said, okay, let's start. He goes, no, Dad. And he took it away from me, and he's, like, organizing the kids and doing all this stuff. And, and uh, Nathan will sit over there. <laughs> the cake will be shaped like a skull, candles emerging from its eye sockets. Eight obelisks set aflame. <laughs> The power of my birth will be recognized. But he, but he kind of had a twisted sense of humor. Uh, we, we were Don't worry the, about that. That's... We were at the beach. He was in junior high, and we were at the beach, and he got on his mind he wanted to uh, catch a seagull. So this is in Mentura somewhere. So how do you catch a seagull? Well, like any animal, you set up some food, and so he told us what to do. Kind of half buried himself in sand and then put a towel over himself. 
And then we, like the we had like Cheetos lined up about 10 feet away, leading to right on top of his chest. And, and then he waited, and, and he was very patient. I mean, I would use a box. It sounds like he wanted to catch and terrify a sequel. <laughs> well, he did. And, and, and I want to tell you, all of us humans, there's a reason we have uh, these brows here. Because he caught the seagull with the towel and wrapped it around, and the seagull went, and all Spencer could see is like the seagull's throat coming at his eye. And obviously, this protected his eye from getting pecked out, at which point you realize, as a parent, this probably wasn't the smartest thing that you could do. But so he caught the seagull, and then, then, I don't know why, but he had some string, and he tied it to his foot, and then he kind of flew him around like a kite for the rest of the day. It's like that scene from Game of Thrones with a dragon. Yeah, it's uh, it's Spencer Joffrey. Uh, Then you give him a crossbow for his 16th birthday, and... Uh, I mean, so... I wait, mean, wait, no, no, no. What happened to the seagull? <laughs> well, we decided that uh, somebody might come along at a certain point and find us after some people were kind of pointing their fingers at us and right. stuff. And, I mean, do you just uh, let it go? And it, yeah, yeah. It's still got a string attached to it to this day. <laughs> oh, probably so. I mean, if you, if you ask Spencer a question about anything, it doesn't matter if you're asking him about his relationship with his father or the economy or what we should do next week for D&D or how he's feeling or what he had for lunch. I mean, he's, he's kind of got that. He's staring off into space and talking like this. And uh, yeah, yeah, my dad's here. Um, and I, it's, it's like, like, have you ever? Do, do, uh, I, I, I just want I, like, is, is it a thankless job? Like I was describing earlier. Like, like, do you feel like, hey, fuck you, man? Like, I'm your, I'm your dad. Like, 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 uh, like, 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 be a fan of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's somewhat thankless. Like, um, but it's hard because he's right in that wheelhouse age you're talking about, where you see, you start to see a transition. And, you know, I've been trying to get Spencer to uh, move on with his life for a while. Which he just has. He's just moved out. Yeah, yeah, like a month ago. I was, I've been trying for three years. But he thinks, <laughs> it's, he thinks it's because I hate him. And, and I'm like, well, the, to me, the biggest value of college is that you're getting out of the house and, and, and learning to live on your own. And, um, you know, so, and he never, he didn't go to college. He decided not to because, you know, he was, well, too smart. Well, a lot smarter than all of his teachers. Yeah, I I, I went to college. It's it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, yeah. And I went to college and got a degree, and I say it's not all it's cracked up to be. I I dropped out. I started doing, I was doing, yeah, getting out of your parents' house was like, the the thing that I needed to do was go smoke two packs of cigarettes a day and do stand up and and drink a lot like and I, like kind of fine it was like a like a roulette ball you just need to get the world spinning underneath you and you get you just gonna land somewhere specific and it can't be your parents' house right uh, and, and it might you know who knows where it's gonna lead uh, well I th- I feel like we should bring we should get Spencer up here because we we need to uh, uh, protect me. That's a good looking crowd. (laughs) So, when did your balls? uh, Yeah, okay, I gotta clear something up real quick. (laughs) 
when I was looking around uh, mid-birth, I wasn't like, I'm not so sure I want to come out here. I was like, hey, you guys, don't freak out. <laughs> but your- my balls are huge. <laughs> I've been watching him for nine months. <laughs> I'm smart enough to know balls don't need to be this big. <laughs> they, they went back to normal, trust me. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's going to be this whole movement like, show us your scrotal certificate. (laughs) But yeah. Or just take your balls out. (laughs) I'm behind a table. (laughs) Is there anything like... Meaning uh, they're already out. (laughs) I've always had my suspicions. Spencer has polyhedral balls. Uh, uh, 20, 20 sides. Um, the uh, you, you you just recently moved out of your place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were living with your parents, and now you're and and, and I don't know. If, like Spencer was working in the back of the Apple Store. Now I'm bringing him on as. Then this doesn't seem like a glorious <laughs> upgrade. But uh, uh, Spencer's going to be my uh, personal assistant <laughs> as I'm working over at Community. But really, I want it to be like kind of an apprenticeship because you're a creative guy, and I think you have you have you have writing aspirations and certainly have writing potential. And I think I I, I kind of trust you. Like I, I always have a difficulty with, uh, with like 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 when you're you have an assistant. Uh, like like I, I, I like when I was talking earlier about how my dad's the trailer park and blah blah blah. Don't kiss anyone's ass. Part part of what comes with that is like don't tell other people what to do. Don't be a fucking dick. Like, 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 like don't, you don't have it a right. Like, like, and that really gets in the way of delegating rooms full of writers and having someone get you coffee and all this stuff. Um, you feel like you want to apologize every time you ask someone to do something, but that just makes it more uncharismatic. And like, oftentimes you're just doing more harm than good. My point being, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna follow me around now. And you're gonna sit in the writer's room and. Uh, and uh, sit there with your beard and uh, <laughs> and and watch me work with the writers on uh, on uh, community. And uh, it's a crazy trajectory because you came to Harmontown, Spencer, yeah. with uh, without telling anybody that you that you really felt like you should be playing D and D with Dan Harmon. Then that night, he says, "Anybody here, Dungeon Master? You do. You come up. You're in the show. We go on tour together, uh, and you're you're a huge part of our show now. And now, like it's like." Is it, is it, is it, we've taken him away from Andy here. You know, he's moved out to Hollywood. But Andy was pushing that rock out the door for three years. Hey, so. I, I wish I lived where Spencer does right now, just down the street from Paramount. So yeah, that's going to be perfect. Yeah, just I, down the street. I'm still processing it. I guess. Wait, wait. So you got a place typical. three three doors down from Paramount? Uh, Four did, doors. Did you foresee? Did you foresee working on Community like you foresaw playing D and D? No, with it's all just bullshit, man. It's crazy. It's you know, Jackson is a guy who I met through Dustin. Um, we all share similar birthdays, so we met at like a joint birthday party we had. Um, Jackson and, is a guy who comes to Hermantown all the time. Yeah, and so he's a cool guy, and so we got to talking, and we went to an arcade and played some video games. I mean, you know, talking st- nerd stuff. This is why the Moon Colony is going to work. Yeah, it's <laughs> society's going to be. It's instead of elections, you just have shamanic 
uh, coincidences. Yeah. That's all it's been. And then he just, uh, one time he was like, hey man, you should come room here. It's really cheap. And it was the first time I'd like seen any place I could move out to that was uh, within my money. I had just gotten the job at Apple not too long ago, increasing my income. But, you know, still finding an affordable place was eluding me. And I've watched a lot of documentaries about cults and things, and I, I see where everyone gets tripped up, like, like, like cults that work. They all start with an awesome guy like me uh, <laughs> saying, hey, it's cool, man. I'm not awesome. And, uh, and then everyone's like, yeah, but you are. And I'm like, all right, if you insist. <laughs> and then you go and get a place, like on the moon or in Maui or something, and... Uh, the, the downfall is always uh, when the old fat guy at the top that, that started it all starts, it starts to go, yeah, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, if you're 16 and you're a girl, you know, like, well, hey, ooh. And you find a rose in your pillow at night. Yeah, so that means, yeah. that, that's, that, means the, that means it's time for you and I to like, like, play Monopoly. Are you going to fuck Spencer? What's going on here? Where is this going? I'm making my promise to our moon colony that oh, okay. I will not fuck your daughters or or, or you. I, I am in love with Aaron, and I will I will I will stick to the the you know I I I that because that, it seems like that's the that's the shoelace that trips every cult leader up. They, when they when they when they when they when they go like they just can't avoid the temptation. They go like, man, I could really parlay this into smashing some puss. <laughs> and it's just like it's not worth it, you know. It's a, it just fucks everything up. What was that? Hey, hey, Aaron, what was the name of that documentary? That, who's that guy? The Source Family. The Source Family. Please, everyone watch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's, this is, this it's is like just... laughing. <laughs> hey, Very <laughs> interesting. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, just get out here. Aaron McGathy, everybody. <laughs> uh, but but no, please watch this documentary called The Source Family. It, it, it's it's amazing. I, I, I recommended yeah. the WikiLeaks thing, and I want to stress. I got I got a couple of tweets from from WikiLeaks impassioned people. I I I did not mean to imply that the documentary WikiLeaks We Steal Secrets is somehow like the full story. I, I got I got like all these tweets uh, that were like you know from people that. I think are probably on the right side of justice and stuff who are like, yeah, that documentary is bullshit. Well, obviously, if a third party makes a documentary about something that you're that, you know, like into and it's two hours long, you're going to think it should have been six hours long. It should have included this and that and that and that and that. This is a two hour documentary that like tries to objectively or like, like, like concisely kind of like like explain this like fascinating story. I never said, oh man, this is the final word on whether you should respect anything. I think systems suck. I think Julian Assange seems like an awesome fucking guy. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, know what like, like how fair that documentary is in terms of how many details it had to cut out in order to be two hours long uh but anyways i i, I when i recommend something it's because it's too, it's 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 like it's interesting to watch it for two hours so two two more recommendations watch the source family documentary it'll blow your fucking mind 
Um, it's about this cult that I've never heard of before. It's an amazing study in the in the evolution of a cult, which is not necessarily an evil thing. Like a cult, it's just like cults are neither good nor bad. They're just this phenomenon that spring up and happen. Uh, and uh, and then uh, also we went and saw this is the end tonight at the ArcLight. It's a yeah. very funny comedy movie. Everyone's like, I ca- I can get behind a big mainstream successful comedy <laughs> movie. I was delighted by it. Go see it. Seth Ro- Seth Rogen's back, everybody. <laughs> Thank really heavens. Good. I felt like I was 10 years old watching Ghostbusters again. It was like, it was really, really funny. If, if anyone goes and sees This Is The End and thinks that it's not worth your ticket price, I will, I will debate you online. <laughs> because I've seen a lot of shitty movies. I'm 40 years old. I'm really jaded. The last thing I'm going to enjoy is a movie about a bunch of famous yahoos playing themselves in a screwball comedy. Like, I, 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 I thought it was delightful. All right. Uh, <coughs> Spencer, uh, what's your thoughts Spencer, on... Spencer, uh, go toe-to-toe with your dad. Yeah, Father's, fight. Day, Father's Day fight. <laughs> let's, let's clear the air. Let's clear the air right Okay. Now. First of all, tell him you love him. I love you. <laughs> could could we right. get that in more? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, Standing on top of a stage, Spencer is awkwardly goaded into showing affection for his paternal relatives. <laughs> And then, uh, I, I, Spencer, you got balls as big as your heart. <laughs> that's the show, right? And, and vice versa. That's that's my tombstone. <laughs> uh, I assume your your dad should play Kumail's character. Kumail. Oh uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Ever, yeah, Kumail Nanjiani can't make it tonight. So uh, has your dad ever played D and D with you? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> oh, so this is a very special Father's Day episode. It really is. This, I did it. I, I really. I have a great podcast. <laughs> And it's just, I don't even work at it. It's just my voice, you know? If you were to fire me, Jeff, uh, I think we would, the critics would go, something's missing. Something's missing. I think something's missing. What the fuck do you think is missing? It's unbelievable, the outrage. I had so much retroactive outrage. I can't talk about it. It's too uncharismatic. I just have to sit on my totally justified outrage. What are all the arguments I looked at online where I was like, well, I think season three was so shitty that, it was like, that season four it just seems like, are you fucking kidding me? Fuck. Mother fuck you in the fucking mother fuck. Fuck you. Fuck your mother with your father. Fuck, fuck you. Like, like, fuck you, man. People hate me that much that they're that willing to debate the possibility that I wasn't... Fuck you. <laughs> like, 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 wow, I must be really unlikable. Well, Jesus. I'd, I'd like to say I think the, uh, the key to the success of the podcast, because my wife and I have discussed this, is really that your heart is as big as Spencer's balls. <laughs> I just got the key to the city. Yeah, and, and also, I could say with with almost certain uh, lack of fear of contradiction that, that we have a title for our our, our next episode. <laughs> is it your heart is as big as Spencer's balls? <laughs> or just, or, 
Balls uh, with big Spencer's heart? I don't know. Oh, oh man. This is, this is redundant, but uh, you should know that, that everyone in the booth was crying uh, when you were talking about your dad. When I say everyone, I mean Dustin Marshall, our producer. We had to grab like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, well, the thing, I mean, the father-son stuff is, it's, it, and, and it's not a fake thing. It's, it's. Like when you watch Lion King, when you read Hamlet, when you father son stuff just like gets you, like, like because we there is a power there. I mean, uh, uh, like like it, it's almost unfair because the reason the power is there is precisely because there's not an actual visceral connection on the level of the actual people that are carrying the child <laughs> squeezing it out at their own peril and uh, uh, and if that child should be female you know the bond between it, it's like like the uh, us of the dangling wee wee uh, <laughs> that when you when you are, when you have a little wee wee and you use your little wee wee to make another thing with a little wee wee please let us of the dangling wee wee be your cult name <laughs> It, it, you know, it's like because there is absolutely nothing that 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 wee wee that 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 male symbol. You know, the, the universal symbol for male and female. The male one is like this circle with an arrow coming out of it. I, I think that's so potent because it, it just it's like men are just this cursed half of the species that have a life expectancy of you know what 20 years less and 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 we we lose our hair as we get older because we're riddled with this disease called testosterone we 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 are we we don't actively create with our bodies which life in the beginning before the development of sexual reproduction cells all cells were these asexual reproducing cells like if you if you all life was in the same soup and life meant creating new life it meant it meant that you were never more than one unit of life away from a thing that was actually you in some real way and and and, and then when when plants were you know developing and trying to figure out how they could develop faster sexual reproduction started happening which carried into a uh, uh, biological, uh, what do you call it? Uh, whatever it was more advanced than plants. Um, like this, uh, like like men, drones, like these things that create sperm, and we just shoot it wherever we can shoot it. Like we we and we, we kind of like walk the earth and like we we disconnected from from God. Like we 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 are and we and we fetishize that. And we have a big martyr complex about it. So we build skyscrapers and missiles they just hate yourselves and each other I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bigger hole in the in the world before I leave than you and I'm gonna fuck more pussy than you and like because we're there's nothing it's, it's like like there's a it's it's I'm not saying feel sorry for men it's just like it's amazing like how we uh, uh, <laughs> yeah it I don't like know I lost it it's amazing <laughs> cum is amazing <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> so the, May the, your balls be the, as the big moral as your heart. Is, the moral is Dan loves cum, you guys. Just take that away. That's, that's the take I love away. cum. You can't throw any of it out. <laughs> I love cum, Spencer's dad. Uh, <laughs> your son's coming to work for me on Monday. It's going to be great. <laughs> Neverland Ranch. Uh, oh. Alternate title, I love cum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Where were we? Aaron, you called your dad, right? I did. I, I called my dad. My dad actually left a Father's Day. My, my dad calls me when it's Father's Day or his birthday. 
uh, in the morning and leaves a voicemail. He left me a voicemail about Dan. Speaking about like the that father son connection. I think my dad's so excited about you. He wants you to be his son. So he called me asking me about you. But yeah, my dad has an adorable habit of hanging up on me, which isn't a, it's it's not cold. It's it's like, hey, hey, Aaron, how's it how's it going? Oh, it's it's going great. Uh, you know, Dan and I are hanging out. We're about to get dinner. Oh, good, good, good. My day was good. I uh, I grilled and I, I hung out with uh, with the wife and I uh, took a nap and it was a real great day. And then uh, click. <laughs> They're just like, hang up. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, like, he Hello? thinks it's a walkie-talkie. Oh. Maybe because he was in the Navy? Like, he thinks it's like, like he's just talking to the bridge? No, but, no, but, 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 then, but then you say out. <laughs> well, like, may, I, may I play? Chaplain may, out. <laughs> may I play his Father's Day voicemail real quick? Yeah. It's 10 seconds. It's about you. Yeah, Justin, you hand to. me my phone? Sorry. You know what a tight ship we run here. I, I hope, uh, <laughs> hope this is nice and tidy. So anyways, yeah, sperm. All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, and my, da- my dad's also a great he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy he's a little uh, selfish but he's great <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a pastor right he's he, a pastor he's a minister of God yeah he's a minister of God we were, we were drinking a whole lot yesterday as we had to because we were watching uh, a shitty TV show all day um, <laughs> and, uh, I got- what season was it? <laughs> Season fan fiction, heart, no heart. Um, I'm so, so sorry. I remember, remember what he said, what Greenblatt said, we're bringing the heart back? Like, I mean, fuck, I'm not allowed to express, I, I can't do it. That's, that's not fair. Like, fuck, I, I, fuck you. So, so, we, were, so we, were, <laughs> we were drinking a lot. We were hanging out with... What heart? Where was the heart? <laughs> oh, the heart. What My about, heart. What about My Britta, heart What about Britta and Troy's really intimate love affair? <laughs> The move, the did you guys see the fountain scene? Oh, oh my heart, love, love the has heart. never been. Uh, the, the heart was the size of regular babies' balls. Yeah. The heart in that show enough. was as heart. the heart in that show was as moving as balls. <laughs> Say, picture of balls. Uh, I apologize. I, whatever. No one cares what I think about community. No stakes. No one's gonna fire me from anything. You're not gonna fire me. You're only gonna promote me if I'm in front of it. Uh, She's right. <laughs> oh, but we were we were drinking, and I, I got real emotional. No. <laughs> um, we were drinking, and we were talking about fathers. And uh, I, I, I've done this many times before. I've compared my father to Dan because he's a pastor, and he has uh, he has people who he has a flock. You know, right? It's a whole thing. But he's also really obs- he's also really obsessed with himself and his how. It's not you. You're not a flock. You guys, don't worry about that. It's other people. (laughs) Cut to a guy in the back that's dressed like a sheep that hangs his head and walks out. Um, All right. This my this is my dad's voicemail. Hey, Aaron. Wait, where's the speaker? On the bottom. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I know I'm in trouble when Jeff Davis is telling me a technical thing. All right, here we go. Hey, Aaron. This is Dad. Call and say hi. <laughs> so Dan, what are you guys doing later? Wait, it's playing. Oh, speaker. Just want to let you know your your uh, boyfriend is a fat alcoholic piece of shit, and he's he's gonna live to forty eight the way he eats. That's uh, a reference to the Chevy Chase voicemail. Right, here we go. Here we go. Sorry, sorry, Andy. 
Hey, Aaron, this is Dad. I uh, just thought I'd give you a call. I heard that Dan got the community back again. So I just wanted to talk to you and get an update and see how y'all are doing. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> I mean... That's his Father's Day voicemail. But right, uh, <laughs> that's, that's just a voicemail. No, I know it's just a voicemail. Aren't but aren't you it, supposed to be the one calling him for Father's Day? I know, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but you're a dad. You have to say that. By the uh, by, the way, um, you guys haven't talked about it. for the podcast listeners. Spencer's dad looks like if there was a superhero called Dad, you look like the daddest dad <laughs> ever. No one's looked yeah, more like dad. the dad from Family Guy. <laughs> Re- regular. Oh, okay. son of someone was working in the nuclear facility when a un- <laughs> unprecedented v- bolt of dad energies <laughs> turned you, him you into... Have a, you have a kind face, sensible glasses, uh, a button-up shirt. That's what it's really uh, nice. Do you like fr- to garden? As a friend of mine said, uh, the uh, about a kind face, the kind mm-hmm. of face that you'd like to shat on. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's just one variation. Yes, I do like to garden, actually. Although yeah, I'm get, yeah. getting too old for it now. Uh, vegetables, flowers. Um, well, we had a, a backyard which was a two-to-one ratio hill, mm-hmm. and and I spent like two years of my life um, making that into a kind of a sunset garden, and since then it's gone to seed and everything. But it right. was it was fun. See, and then at this point, his foes, which are uh, the people who can't have children, are shrinking and dying as he's explaining the... What, that was a weird uh, reaction. I was saying that he was a superhero. and uh, well, That's a weird bit. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I'm sorry. Can we hear that message again? Because that was fascinating. <laughs> I, I feel like I missed some of the nuance in that one. I, I feel like maybe we could revisit that message. I mean, maybe we what we should do is listen to all of his voicemails and we kind of piece it together. The, it's meaningful to me because my dad, uh, now my dad just talks to me about Dan. He doesn't talk, which is, which is fine, but I was thinking about the, the father-son connection. Like, it's true that, like, Father's Day, I'm like, ugh, golf clubs. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I love my dad, but it's different. There's not the same... It's not the same thing. And then, like, you know, Mother's Day is, I guess Mother's Day would be more meaningful. Yeah. Well, Mother's Day came first. And uh, Father's Day, because I, I looked it up, because I was talking to a, our friend Lars from Denmark. And uh, it's Father's Day, uh, uh, it's, there's different dates in different countries. If you go to the Wikipedia page, it's like a big, long, complicated list of, like, like dates. But it was, it, it was an American invention. It was then just adopted, I think, throughout the globe. But on different days, because they probably... I, I'm assuming that in Denmark, if we say it has to be the third Sunday of every June, they're like, well, that's Vammenschlingen. Vammenschlingen. You know what can't, I do can't have... can't do it there. You know, what I do ha- you know what I do have is the recording of you leaving a voicemail for Bill Murray. That doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's as unremarkable. I said, I said, hello, Bill Murray, it's Dan Harmon. Give me a call. 323... Uh, all right, 555... Uh, all right, so uh, we should probably get to uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I All right, assume. Spencer, <laughs> if you would pass out the, uh, the the character sheets to Dan, and he'll pass those along. Yeah, let's, let's get this shit underway. Last time on Harmon Town D and D, our heroes had just slain their shadows in a combat most deadly on the shadowy shadow plane of shadows. A slaying which also returned the adventurers to the material plane. 
in the burnt-down ruins of the Kani Forest. Just then, a brilliant emerald energy was released as the soul of growth began soul of growing the Kani Forest back to its former glory. At the same time, Quark's talking dagger exploded and the ensuing magical energy cloaked itself in branches and roots and began speaking, claiming it was the soul of growth. The entity greeted the travelers and, thanking, and thanked them for unwittingly releasing the trapped spirit. After arguing with the newly materialized force of nature, the gang picked a new name for the Avatar of Seasons to avoid confusion, dubbing him Woody Woodgrowth, or Rudy Woodgrowth the Third. The <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, your dad's here. Yeah, I know. The nature spirit gave the heroes crazy awesome nature powers before ushering them through a tree and outside of Yellow Camp. Sharpie's father's home. But would it be, as they expected, a Father's Day reunion? Or would it instead be a demon-infested nightmare? We'll find out next. (laughs) God damn it. This is going to be the best Father's Day ever. Now who should clean their room? Uh, thanks, Adam, for the note that you left on my uh, character sheet. I gave you Liberty Spikes because that's cool and feminine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah. He he put your hair into Liberty Spikes. Your character's hair into Liberty Spikes. What? I, that happened. Well, fine. Uh, yeah, that's sure. That's how it works. Let's all just let's all just do whatever. Yeah. So that's, a, that's what Adam Goldberg says <laughs> at the foot spike. of the of, of every woman's bed every, at five a.m. as he refastens his belt. I gave you liberty spikes. <laughs> and she like welcome doesn't... welcome to the wonderful world. Of... <laughs> but she, and she doesn't question it because she just wants him to leave. So she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> You'll find out what they are later. <laughs> Adam's Adam's note at the bottom of my page is Sup E, I owned it. Kisses Adam. <laughs> so uh, you, if you recall, uh, um, you got season powers, but you didn't know how to use them. So, right. so Rudy Woodgrove the Third was like, Oh, I'll teach you your powers. Well, I, I read here that I have a, a, the armlet of winter that I can use to call up a sleet storm twice a day, ten foot radius. Enemies might fall down. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's shorthand. Right. Also a Final Fantasy I reference. But, uh, yeah. So, Wait, so I, I can calm or intensify hail, sleet, and snow. Yeah. I love it. Could, I mean, and, I mean, there's no peace of mind like having that thing because even before you use it uh, twice a day, you could just say to the enemy... The way you the way you rack a, a pump action shotgun. Yeah, yeah. You might fall down. <laughs> and a lot of times that's that's more powerful than actually having to use it. Absolutely. Or it's probable that you'll down. be clumsy. Well, Sorry. I, I, I've I've got a ten skill modifier on intimidate. I bet I could combine those together. Yeah. See, he's like a pro. You know, Jeff's been playing a lot of D&D behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm figuring this shit out finally. Yes. My armlet is the armlet of spring. It can summon armor of thorny vines yeah. twice a day. <laughs> you can command the vines to stop protecting you and lash out to entangle a foe. After they stop entangling, they come back. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I can calm and slash intensify clouds. <laughs> 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 no, guys, wait for it. Wait 
for it. I promise they're intensifying. Just stare at them. <laughs> clouds, I comma, clouds. showers. Are, are you saying that you've looked at clouds from both sides now? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, so we, uh, the way I remember it is we went back to my dad's camp and what was in place there was like Admiral Darkstar's like, had, had taken it over and some weird shit was going on. Yeah. We slinked back out into a field to see if we could learn to use our armlets. Uh, we, we became the Four Seasons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there was the, the music that played, and that was good. Um, ah, yes. So now we're in this field with, with Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Woodworth. Rudy Woodgrowth Third. And, you and named and, him. And yeah. some armlets that might make people fall down. <laughs> All right. I say we... Uh, uh, I, I, I go back in towards like and examine uh, the, the foes that we were facing before. Okay. So um, you, you kind of crawl under this yellow canvas, and you're inside the interior. Um, it's open-topped, so the sunlight is kind of shining down, but you're, you're situated beti- between uh, two kind of empty cages. Peering between the cages, you can see kind of hordes of people that look like they're in rags, kind of tied to a large turbine kind of system. So there's not a turbine, whatever. They're spinning, they're like moving it around like cattle, kind of being whipped by demons. So the main foes you see are these three gaunt um, demons with these scraggly kind of tentacly like beards and they're whipping these people and they seem kind of prominent. And um, occasionally you see kind of lurking uh, guards of these slimy slug guys that look kind of like half Half human monstrosities and half slugs, flesh flesh colored, sli- sliding around on the ground in patrols. All right, Sh- Sharpie, uh, we're here to meet your dad. Or, uh, is your dad gone or is he here? Well, he. Wa- I mean, this is where he was. He's not around. Anymore. I mean, it's Father's Day, Sharpie. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't expect everything to sync up perfectly. <laughs> I don't know. Did, did you hear that intro? <laughs> I know. Well. Maybe I could use blood magic to locate my father like I did that one time. Yeah. Blood magic okay. under special abilities because I forced it with bad improv. Yep. <laughs> it works in this world. What did, um, I, what did, I, what did I do? You, I, I, you, you cut yourself and you, uh, you meditated on the ensuing blood. Cut. <laughs> the cosmic sounds of belt whippings. The, the blood, it drops to the floor and sinks into the ground, but it kind of, after sinking into the ground, it kind of comes back out and beads up and forms a kind of arrow that leads, like, kind of into the center of this area. <sighs> nice. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> I told you, the father-son bond is bigger than any system. I go on with these guys. I explain. Okay, so I I, 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 start, I start crawling like, like slow and low to the ground uh, uh, along the direction of that arrow, and I and I, I look back and I like I give him that kind of Vietnam hand signal, like where you put a hand up and you wave him forward, and I point out to the foes and I said, we got, we got three slug monsters. <laughs> we got slug monsters in the wire. Okay, that happens. All right. So I, I, start, I start approaching. But yes. are we inside or outside this tent? So if Quark actually came through, I'm assuming you guys did too, but maybe you didn't. As long as it felt safe. Yeah. I, w- I went through. I, are, there we go. So are these foes, you said these foes are past foes. Like we don't need to. I don't remember saying no, that. No, we saw They're them never foes. fought them. We, we, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you were gone. So you, you came into this tent, right? I'm sorry. That, uh, sorry. It's, it's fine. I didn't even know. It's fine. So You're, it's, it's Father's Day. You're a daughter, maybe one day a mother. It's not 
You're out of place. <laughs> no, so you went, you went into this tent and you saw all these demons and then you left and now you're coming back. I'm distracted by how sorry the audience felt for me in that moment. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, well, got that, it. I'm not explaining it twice. No, I know. <laughs> oh, he just hung up on you fucking father styles. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> sorry. Okay. What's happening? Probably demons. <laughs> All right. How, how close am I to the nearest foe? The nearest. Uh... Um. So you're you're pretty close to like a small slithering patrol of these slug dudes. Um. You're pretty far away from the nearest uh, the big beardy demon. They're, those guys are kind of in the very center of the camp, and you're still pretty much on the periphery. All right. All right. Don't get mad when I ask you this. Mm-hmm. Where Uh-oh. are we? You're you're in yellow camp. We're in the yellow camp inside the tent. Uh huh. Okay. Spencer's Except dad. How do you, how do you feel right now? Watching being on stage with what? your son. Oh, it's it's awesome. Especially like when he does that little uh, smile. You know, that <laughs> little kind of impish uh, you smile wish, after you know? after he just dissed you, but then he smiles to let you know he's just kidding. He's giving you a frown right now. I don't think I've ever right been now. happier than Spencer I am. Spencer gives daggers to his dad through his eyes. For revealing <laughs> my game. I, I lost. He says, Dad, get the hell off of stage and stop embarrassing my bearded ass. I couldn't... <laughs> Not on Father's Day. I couldn't do it on Father's Day. Any other day. <laughs> so, so I have a plan of attack. Can I go? Yeah, yeah. You... Okay, well, I'm putting on the armlet of op- autumn, which can make me invisible. Uh-huh. And I'm going straight for the big-ass demon in the middle. Right. And I'm going to use my poison dagger okay. to try and put him away. Use that poison dagger. Now, now can I ask, would that be a sneak attack? Uh, well, yeah, since I'm invisible, I, I guess it would have to be. Yeah. Sure. Dungeon Dad Snap. Uh, there's Kool-Aid in the back. Let's all drink it and just die and well, put it. Well, let me ask you this, son. Was it a sneak attack when I drove you to McDonald's to meet your friends and you made me drop you off two blocks away? I've never what, done that, right? Why couldn't you be invisible, Dad? <laughs> Son, your words are like a poison dagger sometimes. You don't realize how bad they can b- wound. You just dealt six hit points to my what feelings. Is your, what is your father-son bonding activity? Like, do you have something that you guys enjoy doing together? Like, fishing or... Uh, uh, I know you guys don't play D&D together. Like, what, like, historically... They just watch like, Gossip Girl. Well, I mean, is there, is there a show that you guys watch together? No, or is no. there, like, a... No. Sometimes I might, when he was home and he was watching Adventure Time, I might sit down with him and enjoy uh, he didn't Jake really and Finn. Like it very much. Spencer, your dad loves you. Let him in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no dice. This is a source of pain. I don't know why all you are laughing. <laughs> because it's not us. What I wouldn't give for a dad that would come to a show that I did. <laughs> My dad asks me routinely, "How is your how is your internet talk going? How is your?" Internet? 
<laughs> yeah, but you don't want him listening. No, I certainly don't. No. <laughs> yeah, well, this exactly. This is great. Well, um, maybe maybe you guys should uh, you know model trains or like there, there's got to be something. You guys you guys ever go out in the backyard fire up the grill? Put, I mean, <laughs> no. I built him a dice tower once for uh, we we Aww. built it together. Yeah. Well, oh well, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's, that's, a, that's not something we do. That's one thing we did. But let that, me in. Let me in, son. <laughs> My heart is like a cold dungeon. I don't know. Talk talk it out. The only way you know, Spencer. <laughs> Examining my personal feelings as well as past events. Uh, that's that I, I don't know. Andy, are, are you and Spencer's mom experiencing any sort of empty nest syndrome following? Uh, she Spencer is. Living? She is. Yeah. Yeah. But but she follows. Is she making you wear a beard? Uh, <laughs> no, she'd like for me to grow my mustache back, but I got yeah. too many bum chicka bum bows. <laughs> so. I just won't do that anymore. I keep seeing glimmers of your sexuality, and it's really... It's horrifying, I know. No, no. <laughs> and glimmers of Spencer's dad's sexuality is the name of my book. All right, so... so my, my, my dad, uh, one night, agreed to build a robot with me. And uh, for the rest of my life, there was this half-built robot <laughs> in the basement. Metaphor. And you're like, Dad, can we finish this metaphor, please? <laughs> Not building this. And he's like, the fact that it will never be finished is the complete metaphor. <laughs> All right, so Andy, as Chris DeBerg, has just uh, sneak attacked invisibly into the yellow camp. Yeah, that happened. Anyway, so yeah, you creep in unseen um, up, on this, up on this demon dude, you know, straight up. And you roll your attack, which I already rolled like five minutes ago. And um, you, you strike, as you do. Um, as you've done so many times. Why am I here? Please let me out. Please release me. Dealing. 24 damage. Damn. Holy shit. He really is Spencer's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, demons are immune to poison. Wow. Uh, right, give him that. Give him that. Yeah, so that happened. Spen Spencer, before this is over, I want you both to roll a hug check. <laughs> Save versus bonding. <laughs> I mean, my dream would be for Spencer and Andy to switch places and... For his dad to, his dad to dungeon master? That wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> this is so fascinating. Uh, yeah, I, this this. Is, this, 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 I really have never been happier. <laughs> I love your dad more than I love anyone in my family. Um, I, I uh, through my armlet of summer. Okay. I have acquired fiery arrows. Yeah, that's Woo! true. I fire a single good fiery arrow at the enemy. Okay. So, um... She has a plus seven on adjectives for her arrows. <laughs> just, just, I should remind you, um, if you, if you wreathe yourselves in the trappings of your fiery armor, that, uh, grants your arrows flamingness. 
um, that would give away your position. Either way, I mean, you could still do it, but I should warn you. Well, can I? Well, I have a sack and some. Oh. Now, is that sack made of asbestos? Thank you. Thank you, Jerky Bill. Um, How about uh, Cool Rock Bill these days? It's yeah. Rock Bill? Cool Rock Bill. All right, Are you cool referring to his like, satiny shirt? I'm just trying to go with new Bill. Uh, I think yeah, it's Open Mic Jazz Night. Bill. No, 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 he gave cool rocks to people, you guys. Yes, Do you not remember cool, this? Yes, yes. I, okay, uh, okay. Bill's biggest advocate. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, Bill. He brought rocks he to your birthday? To my birthday last night. Oh, yes. no. He gave rocks to people rocks. in the audience today. Bill didn't give me rocks. Yeah. I didn't get her rocks. <laughs> it's this uh, whole thing. Beef jerky Bill's going to just spend some more uh, rocks while this game happens, everybody. If you... If you podcast listeners hear a strange jingle jangle of, this, of stones uh, s- slapping together gently, oh, Jesus. Uh, like like ripples I, to a stream. Beef Turkey Bill's wearing what can only be described as Neil Diamond's last tour shirt. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of a dark brown coppery uh, satin affair with some nice cufflinks. I really like that, Bill. It's definitely like an 8,000 thread count shirt. Yeah. I like this. And he's, he's, he's sifting to the crowd with a, with a giant Ziploc baggie full of stones. I, I, I don't want to encourage too big of a tangent, but what's the deal with the stones? What's the story? You know, it's this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Normally a guy in Hollywood in a satin shirt walking around slinging rock is a whole different thing. <laughs> I really wish there was a, there was someone here to rival a stone beef jerky Bill named like Sand Andrew who just started handing Wouldn't out. Wouldn't it be amazing if beef jerky Bill's dad was here and he, had, <laughs> and he just had great. a bag of like I don't know like model trains or just like. Can we like, make next week just uh, 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 arbitrary specific gift night where everybody brings the crowd as some sort of like. Oh. It's just like a big show we have and tell. a pageant of gifts. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a little show and tell, and everybody has to bring treats. We'll, just, we'll do a, a show, an episode where the theme is derailment. <laughs> so that the show is not derailed. So I, okay, so I, I don't want to, Thank you, Bill. I don't want to give away my position. So with my sack and um, my bedroll. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both flammable. <laughs> Just saying. You're going you're gonna to launch an attack on demons with a sack and a, and a, and a, and a sleeping bag? I, I'd like to be clear that I'm not doing a bit, and this is how I like to play. Dan, we, we play a you're private... You're going to get us killed out here. We play a private D&D game. You can't just Dan, throw a... a, a, a we play a private D&D game, and we were trying to get 50 pounds of copper out of a mine, and Aaron pipes in and goes, and she plays a, an older gentleman who's a bard, and she, she put forth the concept of taking the cheese that she has and melting it so we could slide the copper out of the mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. It's, it's not well, that crazy. She was greasing the bottom of the sack. Thank you. How much that. cheese did she carry? It's, uh, I had to explain like carrying capacity to everyone, and then we were like, "Oh, everyone can carry all the copper. It's fine." All right. Right, but I still wanted to slide my copper. Anyway, after that night, Dan had a very serious talk with me, which was, "Do you care about this game? Are you taking it seriously?" And I'm like, "This you is, may, n- this, is you. I, this is how I." <laughs> You're uh, like. You're making it sound like I was yelled at you after everyone left for the cheese melting cheese. And then he hit me. (laughs) 
with it, his bag of holding. It's the fact that ninety percent of the time, like you put a beard on when you when, when everyone's coming over. You put snacks out. You put a you, like you, you do everything. Like you host this party. Everyone comes over and plays D and D. But then you also throughout the night, you're like it seems like you're barely focused on the game and that you're not enjoying it. And I, I, I was saying to you that night, it was like, because you, I was saying like, it seems like you're not enjoying it. Like, like I think if you sit in a chair and focus on the game, it's like a, that's, that's, and, and you were like, I just wanted to melt cheese and uh, the thing. I was like, I'm not yelling at you about that fucking cheese thing. I love what a sassy neighborhood kid I am. <laughs> I, I think I have a, in the same way that you say that you have Asperger's, I have adult ADHD and it's a serious thing. <laughs> I'm just wondering if, if sliding your copper is some kind of sexual euphemism. I'm not going to sleep with you, Spencer's dad. <laughs> I have a boyfriend and you have a wife. It would, it would get so complicated. Does ADHD stand for always Dan Harmon uh, de- defying? Devoted. Devoted. Uh, well, Dan is right. I could be more focused during D&D. I just, you know, it's... it's, a, it's yeah, you're, feel... you're, you're not paying attention a, a hell of a lot during that game. You're and then kinda, there's a syndrome kinda... where if you, if you don't pay enough attention during D&D, then what happens? Then it, it all becomes... I mean, it's hard. It's like, then, then, you, then you come sit down and it's like, is it, it's, it, you need to get immersed in the game. Baby, shut up! Shut up, lady. So, I know, I know, I, I. Yes, she makes, she puts out a plate of baby carrots. She sharpens pencils. She, she. I, I, I I'm no stranger to the sacrifices she's making. And, and, uh, but, but, but I want her. I would give all that up for her to have a good time. I want her to enjoy herself during the game. Because like, like, I would rather just go. Let's just go to the Roosevelt Hotel and l- rent a bungalow. Let's go to the fucking Chateau Marmont and, and, and do do a big bag of coke and play Dungeons and Dragons. Like, have people bring shit to us. Like, let, let me die that way, and let there be black and white autopsy photos of me with a well, die in my fist. <laughs> after after that conversation, I realized that I was being distracting to other people because I was distracted. Um, but I wasn't unhappy. Especially just, me, though, because I just I'm I'm your boyfriend. I don't think anyone else cares that much. I don't know. But 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 I I was. I, it I, does I, come I, off to me that it does come off to me that you don't really enjoy playing the actual game. Like oh, the, really? the, the, the game uh, is not something that you you particularly are invested in. Right. No. I I I do I do have a good time. I get distracted by uh, hosting, um, which I really. Enjoy. I really like putting out snacks, and I like. I mean, this makes yeah, me the feel. Snack, like, the snacks are out. No, I know, but like, I mean, I don't know. And uh, you, you don't have this chip in your brain that that gives you joy when you're taking care of people, and I get distracted by that, and I get distracted by people being hungry, and then I also get distracted by being drunk and being like, uh. I've got an idea. What if a puppy was a therapist? I should think about this for a while. That's an actual like note in my phone that I saw tonight that I was writing during D and I was like, yeah, like a puppy should be a therapist. Like, what if? I mean, yeah. But meanwhile, we're getting our asses slashed to pieces by hobgoblins and shit. And like, you're, you know. Well, to to be fair, in the first couple of games, when I suggested what I was what I was really invested in, I suggested uh, things that I was taking very seriously. Y- you shut me down. 
And I felt, uh, <laughs> no, please don't do that. That makes me want to kill myself. How did I shut you down? Don't, don't, don't no, I'm fine. Uh, uh, well, when we were talking, this is getting very specific and, uh, and Pittsburgh-y, but I, <laughs> when we were, this, okay, well, I'm glad we're talking about this. It's not a big deal, but when we were giving our personal bios over our characters, and I know what you're going to say after I say this, but I was. I want to hear that too. <laughs> I was giving the bio of my character Mordecai Stump Garden, <laughs> who I was really excited to play. And in the middle of me explaining my origin story, in which I said, because I wanted to have a connection with you in this story, I said, well, and I think that, uh, you, you know, because we're both. <laughs> this is getting real deep. They're we're both, both halflings. We're both halflings in the thing. Right. So I suggested. I said, well, and uh, my character and, uh, and Jeff's character, we both have, we have like a, like a secret connection. And then I can continue to explain my story. And then in the middle of it, Jeff was like, uh, are you done? Is that it? And I was like, uh, that's not what, that's, that's not what happened. That's <laughs> absolutely not what happened. Well, it was, it was something that's adjacent to all your, are, are you done? You, you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah, you said, you said, you said we, have, we have a secret connection. We have a, a, a mysterious past. I was like, like I, I, I didn't know what my character was. When we just picked our character, I didn't know what, right. I, I didn't know who I was. I was like, like what? Like I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, yeah. I, 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 I just I, threw it out there. I didn't know what it was. I didn't would know. Be I, I wouldn't. I was unable to yes and that because I didn't know what my but fucking the, And then you was. told me to stop explaining my. Character. And then I told you to go fuck yourself. And I kicked you in the dick and took your wallet. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. I was a terrible person then. No, you're not. I'm a sorry if person. I felt. I'm sorry if you felt shut off by that. I didn't, that was not my intention. It's I didn't know. A, what you, it's really I didn't not a big what, deal. You were, you were offering like something, and I didn't know. I didn't know how to further that. I didn't know what. The, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> this is by, this is in reference to a Dungeons and Dragons game to which you guys are not invited. And, uh, and meanwhile, <laughs> so much more interesting. The, the, now. The, 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 I mean, you 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 have been totally delightful during Dungeons and Dragons. I feel. I mean, it's more about me. Like I I think maybe maybe I'm an idiot, but like my ideas are like I want to I want to make contraptions out of the things that I have on my list, and I want to put cheese on bags, and maybe it's stupid but like in the, and in the middle of my description like it was made known to me that it that it was silly and a little too out there and it, and i i think i mean i'm the lowest common denominator so to what to to <laughs> well i have a really good time during Dungeons well and i don't Vegas. think that's fair first of all if you if you want your role to be if what you delight in is saying okay i have a sack in my inventory and i have an eagle in my inventory i want to put the e sack over the eagle and turn it into an eagle sack and use that to think people around you have a right to look at you with their mouth no, open totally. they do. And, and, but they that's do. part of our enjoyment of it like for, for if you, if you okay. look around well, the room no, I, like, you, you, no one's going to be looking at you with their hand on their chin going like go on <laughs> no, no, it's, it's like working with Nikola Tesla no no I don't I don't care about that I, I really don't care about that the, the, the thing that the thing that makes me like kind of shut up a little bit is that I my worst nightmare is that 
it uh, it feels like I'm saying those things during our D and D game because I am because I am like, well, f- fuck it, I'll just do whatever. But really, I'm just like I'm putting all of my all of my little brain cells into one little yeah, but package. You, but you, you frequently like, and I like it's not it's not all the time, but just, there's, there's been times when you're you're so up and down. You're in the kitchen, you're yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and as we're going around or we'll being a combat thing, and everyone's like kind of has to be aware of who's where and who's holding what and what's going on and then it comes back to you and, and it's kind of it'll be a reset because somebody's not in the room like that like even if I get up for a second to go make a, like a drink you come back in you've missed stuff you know yeah so, yeah yeah so if it, no if, you're totally right I'm sorry in the, in the conversation you keep that dropping I had your with... goddamn character sheets all over the place I just love feeling like a queen pick it up Spencer's dad I'm a queen thank you woo alright come on all right, so you fire an arrow at the at the, at the demon. She shoots a fucking arrow. What's Everyone the dies. Oh shit! No. Happy Father's Day to me. <laughs> no, wait, what, 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 what were you gonna do with the sack? You brought the sack out yeah. for a reason, right? Oh. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So I'm. <laughs> I want. I want to take the sack out and the bedroll out because I want to. I want to make a, a Maureen dummy. That's in the. <laughs> So you're saying this sack is as big as Spencer's sack? I'm not gonna sleep with you, Spencer's sack. <laughs> no matter how many times you pick up those here? character sheets, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, well, you're right. I am very distracted during your game, and I'll be—I'll try to be less distracted. Um, so I—I'm I, going we to... to. We just want you to have fun. We want you. To, I want. I want you. No, to, I want, well, we want everyone I... there to be enjoying the game itself. Totally. I think the audience wants to be enjoying the game itself. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, they got—they the, got—they got rocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Usually, when they come here and put their ten dollars down, what do they get? Jonah Ray talking about eating pussy. I don't know. <laughs> Tonight they got a rock. That's not fair, Hugh. They saw you cry. Yeah. Yeah, I cried about my dad. You got a rock. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Let, let's, let, let's. Okay. Let's, okay. So, let's, so really let's at least earn. I talk <laughs> shit about community. Let's at least earn one experience point in this fucking campaign. <laughs> let's. You said that if I shot my fiery arrow, I would give away my position. So yeah. this is my plan. I would mm-hmm. like to put my bedroll inside my sack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not going to sleep with you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I put my bedroll in my sack, and I put it in the in the corner of the room. I, it's, wh- what is the shape of the room? Is it, it an it's, octagon? It's like a pentagon. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I put it in one corner of this pentagon shape, mm-hmm. and I would like to... F- and I also, I take some of my hair, and I put it... <laughs> How? How do you do that? I pull it out of my head because I'm a fucking badass and I don't give a shit. Um, I, these liberty spikes. Adam. You cut your hair. You have your hair. You're welcome. Oh, you boy. All right. So I, 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 I. Adam, we are Goldberging ourselves tonight. We don't. This is self, self-Goldbergian. You are alive and well on This Goldberg show. Pre-Goldbergged. It's like acid-washed jeans. We don't need to. I happen to have, as everyone knows, I have a scarf around my waist that is the same color as my hair. And I take it off and I throw it on top of this, uh, this bed sack inside, this, this bedroll inside the sack. I, and everyone knows that I'm fast as, as light. I fire my arrow and I run away. Like I fire it in front of my dummy. <laughs> and then I run to another corner 
and I'm able to, I shape myself into like a slug <laughs> shape. Wait. And I, and I, I, I. Let I, me I, see your character sheet. That's not on there. That's not on there. No, but like, but as like a, like a, a humanic, <laughs> humanic, I, as a humanoid creature, I can like just shape my body. So I just like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a slug and I kind of spit up on my chin and I'm like, what's happening? You, re- <laughs> you realize you're, you're, you're going to get us all killed again. I don't know. They might feel sorry for us. <laughs> at least melt the cheese so we can eat. <laughs> they might just put money at our feet and leave. So what do I roll? Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. Okay. Let's, so. Uh, all right. So she does all that. So she <laughs> she, she makes a dirty. There's an Eric Clapton song playing while uh, yeah. where we watch her do all that. Okay. <laughs> it's in the way that you stuff a okay. pillow so, into so, a bedroll and put a wig on it and then <laughs> curl up into a fetal position and spit on yourself. <laughs> To start, I rolled a five, a four, and a five. So let that frame the, the results. Um, cobbling together a quick makeshift mannequin in an attempt to uh, disguise attention from yourself, you swiftly put it into position before loosing an arrow from your bow. After that, you run and attempt to disguise yourself like a, like a slug person. A humanic slug. Um, humanic slug. Your arrow goes wide, plummeting, uh, plummeting to the ground as if it were dropped. Um, <laughs> you take off down the hall, but uh, you know, not the hall. You just take off down the whatever, and and you get to your destination where you contort yourself into a slug. You're right near, uh, like a like kind of a detachment of slugs moving by as if you're trying to to blend in with them. I'm starting to realize this is not a good idea. You're starting to realize that. <laughs> Being told uh, it's, it's, oh yeah, when you hear it back, it sounds weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that finely honed gem that you thought it was. <laughs> so, no, the I'm dungeon sorry. master is Ricky Ricardo. Going, I don't want to blow. I don't want to blow anyone's mind, but I'm starting to realize I don't. I don't think I'm very good at Dungeons and Dragons. It's, there's better tools for the, the ploys you're trying to pull. You yeah. just, it's not always a bag and a bedroll. Sometimes there's like, uh, make, like magical make pigments. Magical or, pigments. Yeah, m- major creation involved. Who knows? You know, that's well, some so, deep so, stuff. So what happened? Everyone believed so the that arrow missed, I killed the enemy? Um, the, the makeshift <laughs> mannequin falls apart. Like, it topples to pieces because it's two things arranged near each other. But you understand, like, logically, it just has to be, like, a distraction. Like, where is this coming from? And this is a magical world where maybe a bedroll is shooting arrows. Who knows? Right? Like, you'd be like, oh, the bedroll people are here. But, but, if you, but if you roll low, that entails you do a poor job, and, it, and your effect isn't as, as, as grand as you'd hoped. I mean, so this is, this is a, a sack placed atop a bedroll. Aaron, can, you, can we all get together one night and play D&D your way? We can, yes! And, 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 yeah. but, I would love it. As an experiment, I, 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 could he play Mulrain and could I? I and <laughs> tell we'll, we'll make cakes and, and there'll be baby carrots and we'll all do this stuff, but we also have to do peyote. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no actual combat allowed. You get punished if you just yeah, take out a sword no and hit a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, everything has to be uh, played as if you're playing a, a, a 1995 DreamWorks interactive <laughs> video game. 
There's a. I used the rake to find the wallet. Uh, I mean, really, that made my heart so full. I hope you're not joking. No, no, I'd love no, to. No, I actually no. would. Let's DreamWorks did some great video games in the '90s. All right, Spencer's All right. dad, because it's Father's Day and the show's getting, uh, we're, we're getting toward that uh, bewitching hour right now. Why don't you, uh, f- why don't you fire one parting shot for, uh, for fathers around the world? All right. Well, I'm going to fire two blinding bombs. A load, if you will. Yes. <laughs> in, in, in proper father fashion, he's going to fire two blinding bombs and blame one on the dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, technically speaking, it's not your turn. <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, roll for a hug right now. Roll, roll, roll for a father hug. I'm, Don't I'm tell actually, him what to do. I'm gonna a... roll for a hug and let's see like what it actually comes up. Is it you hugging your dad or your dad hugging you? It, the the die result will determine that. Okay. Trust me. That's a 15. That's a hit. That's a solid hit. So who hugs whom? Wrapping his arms around his butt. (laughs) You can't just narrate it. (laughs) I'm not going to really do it. (laughs) Finish it, finish it. I don't know. Oh, what? Finish what? At the end of Harmontown, they sit staring in stunned silence, hoping that father and son will interact. (laughs) Their hopes were for nothing. <laughs> hey, that's me. That's who I am. Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. <laughs> we wouldn't want you any other way, Spencer. We love you. Let's hear it for Andy, Spencer's Woo! father. Spencer's dad. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming. Hug, 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 hug. Hug, 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 yeah! <laughs> Thank you once again. Thank you, Aaron McGathy. We have a, we have a, a special D&D date done Aaron McGathy style. I think, I think the takeaway is be, be, be a father to everyone around you don't, and don't anticipate anything from them. Your, 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 your son will be whatever kind of son he wishes to be. But if he's your son, you should be proud of him. I'm sorry. I thought I could rip it. Dan Harmon, everybody. Happy Father's Day. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. (laughs) 